What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our uh, first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we do not. But even if we hate on something, we encourage you to support the stuff that you do like. Go uh, purchase records, see bands. Uh, we're not trying to sway you. We're not trying to make objective value judgments or be professional critics here. Just two dummies in a basement talking about the music that we like and sometimes dislike. The format of the show is equally simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Uh, everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them per episode to listen to. That's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, you can do it at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. I have, uh, so last week I came with nothing, no notes. This week I have, I would argue, too many notes because a lot is transpired. A lot has transpired this this week. I'm sure there's one thing that you and I are both eager to talk about. It'll come up eventually. Yeah. So the first thing that I wanted to say, and it's something I've already, I've noticed a little of tonight, but it's better. But there it goes. I don't know if you've ever seen the episode of Home Movies in which Brendan teaches Coach McGurk to breathe through his nose. And then the entire episode, he's going... See, I'm not. I'm not doing any of that. No, you're not. But there's a there's been a very powerful airstream coming through your nose. And on the last episode, I've never had to deal with it before. But there, you have a way of throwing new wrinkles into things. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm breathing. And every time there was like dead air on my on your end, I had to go in and take out your whole track because of how resonant the nose breathing was. I have big. I have lungs like a bellows. <laughs> you do. Yeah. But it's never been an issue before, so I don't know what has changed. I think maybe it's because you're angling your mic up be. too much. Like maybe here? No, no, no. See, what you need to do is have the... You, you don't aim the mic at your face that much. You you <laughs> you have it up at an angle, so you're, 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 th- these mics are very directional. Yeah, so you I need know. it pointing directly at your mouth. Well, I do. It's like right here. Yeah, I know, but it's also pointing upwards at an angle, so it needs to be more like I have it where it's like facing my mouth directly so i would have yeah is that better yeah do a little do a little nose breathing well now you're putting your nose right on top of it well you're breathing especially heavily i am not breathing heavily. that's insane well i'm just gonna (laughs) just gonna have to go through and edit it out how my it's how my nose breathes i think there must be through my mouth something has changed 
that'll be worse. I think something's changed, and I don't know what it is. I've got. I've, I need oxygen to stoke these fires. Yeah, I guess. So that was the first thing I was going to say. Okay. The other thing I was going to say is that a band in uh, in the queue last week that we didn't get around to, Cage World. Mm-hmm. I went and listened to it as I was editing the episode. It was really good stuff, and I just have a note here that it's basically the legit version of like normal and strange joy it's actual cool alt rock stuff so if that shit in the queue last week uh sounded like it because it was enigmatic i was like it's just on youtube yeah it was a little bit weird when i listened to it it was pretty good kind not really shoegazy but uh like lo-fi alt rock stuff and uh i recommend anybody who likes that stuff go check it out um i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip this one because it's a whole fucking can of worms what is it well, we don't have to just just mention it. We don't have to talk about it. Well, <laughs> I, the so the the internet uh, political pundits they're getting extreme. Uh, oh, they are. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. But this this one comes from like a, like a communist person, like an internet communist person, not like a real communist, but just someone who puts like Marxist Leninist in their Instagram bio sure. type of things, you know? They want people to know that about them. Yeah, and they also post, conversely to what I'm about to tell you, they also post pictures of like, you know, models on the runway and famous people and stuff. And it's sure. just like, do you think that these two ideas are uh, in accord with one another? Because I don't. Um, they posted that it is moral and good to steal from small businesses. And it took like everything in my power to not engage with that post and go, let's break this down. Let's talk about this. Because his argument was that most small business owners are merely the uh, petite bourgeoisie uh, who aspire to wealth or started out with a certain degree of capital and oppress the workers under the thumb of their small business. And certainly... the petite bourgeoisie? Yeah, the petite bourgeoisie is usually like, you know, an upper middle class person. Says the the guy pontificating about these things on the internet. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I just don't even want to get into that yeah i'll just say there's the brain rot take of the week i'll just say go fuck yourself yeah, <laughs> for sure and then uh so this one is is hardcore relevant and it is in a moment i really hate when people say you know the matrix is glitching type of thing but this isn't this this is an occurrence in which i felt like the layers of reality were peeling back around me and i could see the exposed wiring so <clears throat> The, the famous, the infamous, we'll say, New Jersey hardcore, quote, quote unquote, band, E-Town Concrete mm-hmm. from the 90s, the rap core legends. Mm-hmm. So recently, uh, there's been some headlines about a, a fake rapper, a digital rapper named FN Mika that got signed to Capitol Records. And the whole project was essentially, it, it's been going on for a couple of years. It is like a CGI character basically a caricature of like a black SoundCloud rapper youth that is um, generated by, like the lyrics are generated by like an algorithm. Mm -hmm. AI. An AI algorithm, right? And then the actual songs are performed by like a a rapper. But the whole character is like, it's a full fabrication. Well, I'm looking at a picture of him now. Of FN Mika, right? So it was co-created by a couple different people. One person who... uh, who was in charge of like the AI and the programming and stuff. And one who was more in charge of, more in charge of the conceptual end of things. And that person is none other than Ant Money of E-Town Concrete. And Capitol Records dropped FN Mika after less than a week, Mm -hmm. after uh, an outpouring of um, dissatisfaction 
from black folks who were like, hey, the people who made this are white and the rapper, like the fake rapper, like says the N word and stuff. Yeah. And like, it seems like maybe a bad look to do this because it just seems like a, a roundabout way to continually co-opt black culture like white people have done for a long time. And the ironic part of this is, A, not only is it a very strange wrinkle in the story that Ant Money from E-Town Concrete is involved in this process, but also Ant has gotten away for many for many years with saying the N-word oh, yeah. in, right. <laughs> in E-Town Concrete right. songs. So why wouldn't the computer rapper say the same thing? Right, so it's funny because he's never really gotten got for that because because E-Town Concrete is was such an insular, like, uh, subculture kind of self-contained subculture phenomenon where like it doesn't have enough reach for anybody out of outside of subculture to know about it or give a shit mm -hmm. but it's like he's been saying the n-word with impunity for decades right it's funny and very meta and strangely postmodern that he kind of got he kind of finally got got for it in a very roundabout way yeah you know so and, and, and the fact that it's not even the idea of an AI rapper, which yeah. is stupid and offensive. Deeply stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. It's like, okay, well, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But where we draw the line right. is, yeah. Right. For sure. Especially, because, I mean, the fucking, the fucking rapper itself, FN Mika, yeah. looks like a skin from Fortnite. Yes, it does. Yeah, which I think is probably the idea. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to appeal appeal to the kids. Appeal to the kids. E-Town Concrete, once again, trying to appeal to the kids. <laughs> yes, that's help, right. Help us, computer. Help us <laughs> appeal to the kids. So a, weird, a weirdly hardcore adjacent story that I did not expect to have any connective tissue to subculture and then had a weirdly large amount of connective tissue to subculture. Um, so before we get into the last point that I have... Um, I have one other thing, which is like, I think sometimes, like I've certainly seen this discussed online again, a lot of times from like Marxist Leninist folks and like people who, uh, are calling for class solidarity and shit, which is an idea that on paper I am in agreement with, but coming as we have talked about on the show before coming from a working class background, I can tell you they're foul, nasty, stupid people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I was in Portland, Indiana, where my girlfriend is from, doing uh, taking part in their townwide garage sale over yeah. the weekend. And uh, I, as I was, <laughs> I had never really spent a lot of time in Portland. I'd been in and out to like, you know, see her parents and stuff. And it's a real shithole, like sure. way beyond the level that I kind of expected. How's it, to it be. compared to a place like, I don't know, Waterloo? It's bigger. It's bigger than Waterloo. There you go. But, uh, it's similarly shitty for sure. Right. I mean, it's bad. Right. And as I was walking around, <clears throat> so it was the weekend of their, of the tractor and engine show, mm -hmm. uh, which is an event that children get off for school. So already right. you have to reckon. I was just, I, as I was walking around, I was just thinking about like, take a coastal transplant. Like, cause you could take somebody from rural America and drop them on the coast and there's a degree of culture shock. But there's an awareness of what coastal life is like, I think, even for a rural person. There's some degree of awareness. It might There is culture shock present, no doubt. Right. But if you take a coastal person and you put them here, it's very different. And I, I just got to thinking about the fact that, like, whatever static sort of, like, coastal elite Hollywood types take uh, or get for 
um, maybe like uh, caricaturizing like rural middle American folks in sure. their movies. Sure. Those depictions don't go nearly far no, enough. No, they don't. It's so much, so much more than you could ever imagine. And mm -hmm. I just tried to imagine taking my friends from those areas and just so here's Portland, Indiana and showing it to you because so a there's a thing called the tractor and engine show b those are pretty common too yeah for sure in in this part of the country yeah uh b the children get off school for it because it's such a town-wide celebration sure c there are uh like golf court golf cart rentals town-wide so that people can go around right to, i mean there's whole golf golf cart towns yeah, all scattered across rural Indiana. absolutely so there's golf cart rentals so that everybody can get around from garage sale to garage and sale let me easily. tell you those carts are not cheap they're not cheap at all no like on my way to work i drive through one every day yeah and there's a golf car golf cart like sales yes lot uh-huh seven eight nine thousand dollars yeah dude and and on top we're, of we're not even talking about a gas power no we're talking about a fucking golf cart that's the thing that has yeah. like knobby atv mm -hmm. tires on. yes and and on top of that then there's also a lot of tricked out golf car mm. carts like with like uh hot rod bodies yeah that are gas powered right that contain many hundreds of 300 plus pound people in cowboy hats with cut off sleeve uh flannels on uh, listening to country at deafening volumes, big loud Bluetooth speakers, while in what appears by by all appearances is a normal neighborhood, in the middle of the day, a rooster is crowing in the background. Uh, I mean, city chickens are more popular too. Sure, you yes, know? of course. I bet you there's some coastal elites got some city chickens. Yeah, there's probably some coastal elites with city chickens, and then additionally. Uh, Amish people are riding around on horses, sure. tying their horses sure. up to go to the garage sure. sales. And I was just having, you know, I, that's even culture shock to me because I grew up, I did not grow up in that stuff. I'm very, very close to that stuff. You know, you go 40 minutes in any direction and you're there. But like, I grew up in the city and I didn't spend a ton of time in, in like the rural, rural areas as a kid and still like getting in the mix with that shit sometimes it, I am taken aback by it. Oh, for sure. And uh, I just wanted to point out the fact that I'm sure we, most of our listeners, I think, are are coastal. Uh, at the I don't very, know. they're at the. Uh, I I look at the, at the demographics and shit, and uh, I think most of our listeners are coastal. Plenty of our listeners don't live in America at all. So I just wanted to let you know that whatever you think, however however far removed from reality you think these sorts of uh, mean spirited depictions of like middle American rural people are. Uh, it's not even getting close to yeah. what is what is true. It, it really is, and I don't even think like necessarily mean spirit. No, I'm not even like, saying like that in right a mean away. Way, right yeah. away, I'm thinking about like how I can't think of like I can't think of one of those like culture shock sort of like comedies, mm -hmm. you know, that that would almost certainly star like you know like well now it would star like well, like, Steve, like, it like would, Kingpin. Yeah, it would, yeah, or it would star like Steve Carell and Sandra Bullock, sure. you know, ending up in some hogwashing fucking right. hick town, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But like even think to like um I don't know, what pops in my head right away is like uh, Groundhog Day. Sure. And how the people in Punxsutawney are portrayed? Yeah. No. They're not generally speaking it's not that clean, it's not that friendly. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a sure. lot fatter, it's yes. a lot it's a lot dumber. Yeah. And it's a lot less just nonchalantly and I guess ignorantly sometimes mean. Yeah, for sure. Because that's just how it is. Yeah. Right? Yes. And um but whatever. I mean there's shitty people everywhere. You know, it's it definitely can be a, a bit of culture shock. There there is 
in St. Joe, Indiana, not too far from here. Mm-hmm. Haven't been to it in a while, but every year there is a um, a pickle fest. Yeah. Seckler's Pickle has Pickles Fest. Sure. Pickle Fest in St. Joe. Of course. Some culture shock there. Unless, sure. Unless you are definitely from, you know, a crossroads fucking grain silo town in the Midwest. Because, yeah. like, one year we went, they had... Uh, <laughs> Um, they had like big bounce houses and, sh- and shit. Mm-hmm. They had like these, this fucking like, this like bungee apparatus that ki- children could wear a harness and like jump around. Yeah, I know those. Right? Yeah. And there was this fucking kid, fat, 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 fat right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, like he he looked like he looked like he was just like being fucking. He was tied up in bondage rope as he's in this <laughs> harness, right? Just yeah. spi- spilling out of the seams, right? Right. Yeah. And it, it's hurting him. Sure. And. He's too fat to jump in it. So he's just standing there crying. Right? <laughs> he's just standing yeah. there crying while the while the while the webbing like cuts into him like a sausage. Yeah. Right? And he yeah. wants out of it, right? Right. And then they also had right next to that a big bounce house that was like a slide and it was uh, the Titanic sinking. Okay. <laughs> it was like three thousand people died on that. It yeah. was one of the worst fucking disasters of all time. Yeah. And here there are children playing on a mock up of it, like right. a cartoony mock up of it. Which Got me laughing. Oh, it's like, course. how many years have to pass until we see that for like, I don't know, the Twin Towers or something sure. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, six months. Right. They should have built one the next day. Yeah, <laughs> if I had right? my way, sure. But, uh, and, and the, the the absolute highlight of the day. Yeah. Well, there are two highlights. Okay. First highlight of the day, they had a truck pull, a truck and tractor pull mm-hmm. for children. Okay. Where they had a little pedal car John Deere tractor. Sure. And they, they hooked it up to a sled and the sled... You know, the, the kids had to drag the weighted sled a certain distance. Right. And it was no one, no kids over five were doing this. I right. Mean, not allowed. And it was just parents putting like their three-year-old daughter on this pedal car John Deere tractor and screaming, go, 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 go. <laughs> while she like strains and cries and pedals forward. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun. I watched a few rounds of that. Sure. And then the other highlight was finding some delicious bacon on the ground next to my truck before we left. You found it on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just ask around about ground bacon. Ask around about I ground got, bacon? I got pictures of it. Okay. Is and the it, people that were there will confirm that it was indeed the best bacon you've ever had. It was delicious, buttery crisp, <laughs> like quarter inch thick, perfectly cooked bacon uh-huh. that was on the ground next to the rear tire of my truck. Now, yeah. this is some redneck shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right? it is. Yes. Yeah. We come walking by. Jamie, mm-hmm. Jamie and Jordan were there. Yeah. Jamie goes, oh, ground bacon. And he picks it up. <laughs> right? Okay. We're looking at it. He bites it. He's like, it's delicious. Hands it to me. Yeah. I eat it. It is indeed delicious. And to this day remains one of the best pieces of bacon I've ever had. <laughs> That's amazing. So St. Joe Pickle Fest, look it up. Okay. It's a blast. Yeah, I might check it out. I think I was also, because like I said, you know, my girl is from there and, uh, Every block that we'd go on, and she's like, "Oh, that's my uncle Johnny Bill's house," you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I know. It's the same way. It's like, it's like. But then I've been in, you know, like I've been in like coastal cities, sure, and walked into something that was just the opposite direction. Called oh, shop. oh, absolutely, sure. You know, yeah. like some fucking high end, like like coffee shop or oh, something course, where they sure. where where it looks like a fucking you know it, it looks like tesla's lab yeah and, there, and that's that is no less laughable i'm not right. i'm not sitting here in uh on a high horse about this particular thing it's just one of those things where 
I, especially going to garage sales and going to rural thrift stores and stuff a lot, I take for granted how truly psychotic it is that there are just people in big wide brimmed hats gallivanting about on horses still. Yeah. Like that there is a horse tie up station <laughs> yeah. outside of the Dollar General yeah. in Burn, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very bizarre. Yeah, you well, know? Uh, lots of Amish people, man. Lots of salt of the earth Amish people. Yeah, yeah real salt of the earth types. Check your phone. Okay, this is a, this is a, oh, is this the ground bacon in question? Picture, picture Jamie when he first <laughs> realized the taste of ground bacon. <laughs> yeah, indeed it is. Wow, that's good stuff. Uh, so the only other thing that I wanted to bring up was the fact that Corey Feldman is a real one, confirmed. At least based on our 90-minute experience of his extravaganza. Yeah, for sure. Right? Um, that was one of the most bizarre mm -hmm. things I've ever seen. Yeah. And I actually, I like, okay, so Corey Feldman. Yeah. Comes, I, comes to play Fort Wayne. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's, provide, let's, some let's context. provide some context. Let's provide some context, right? If you don't know anything about Corey Feldman, look him up. Sure. Child star from the 80s and 90s. Has some problems. Like sure. Drug and alcohol. Turns out a lot of that stuff is probably because of the weird um, abuse that he suffered sure. at the hands of uh, child Hollywood predators. Yep. Right? Um. Has like a, a strange musical career. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, all the way back to the 90s. Yeah, that isn't good. No, it's never been good, no. But somehow still keeps going. Yep, sure. Shows up, what, 2015? Yeah. Around there? Yeah, 15, 16. On like the morning show, one of the big national morning shows yeah, with on, his angels. On Today, yep. Right? An all-female backing band uh -huh. playing, I don't know, pop music. Yeah, dubstep-infused, very misguided pop music. Yeah, while Corey raps and dances around in front of it. Yeah. Um, shocking that they let that go on national network television without yeah. any sort of, like, prior research. Yeah, it seems like there would have been a screening process or something, but right. there clearly was not. Right. And, and like, real-life, real-life fucking, like, Tim and Eric shit. Yes. Yeah. Really surreal. Right. So he plays in Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. How are you not going to go? Of course, right? Only thirty dollars at the door. I mean, that's it nothing. Was, if we were bought tickets beforehand, twenty five. Sure, yeah. But we're not that. We don't. We don't. Uh, we don't do our homework that much. No. So thirty bucks at the door. Yeah. All right. I'm coming. I'm in kind of deep because I'm sure. going to tell you right now. Yeah. Thirty bucks. Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze that's at for a show. To, that's nothing to sneeze at for a show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go be entertained one way or another. Right. I have no idea what we're in for, mm -hmm. but I suspect that it is going to be um, really hokey and laughable. Yes. Right? Sure. So we go in. I go in. My personal intent was basically to go in and howl with mockery. Yeah, and that's exactly what I intended. Right, to do. and yeah. I, like, like I, I had in my head all sorts of – I imagined all sorts of ways that this could go. Mm-hmm. I, I figured that it would be a, an utter and total clusterfuck, which it kind of was. It was, yeah, but in a different way than I expected. I left genuinely entertained. Yep. And coming to the conclusion, because the whole time they're playing, I'm thinking, why are they fucking doing this? Yeah. They, they can't be making that much money. And maybe there's some weird scheme. Maybe. I don't behind know. Behind it all. I don't know. They can't be making that much fucking money. Certainly not, no. Right? And I'm watching them, and they're still going hard at almost midnight. Yeah. There's 30 people watching him. Mm -hmm. Energy is still high all the way to the end. And my conclusion was, huh, he must really like doing this. That's the only conclusion I could reach. <laughs> you described it as oddly humanizing. It was oddly uh, humanizing. I went in, yeah. I went in 
um, let's just say, you know, in, in, in a distinct mood of dehumanization. Yeah, me too. 100%. Right? 100%. I went there to, to, to laugh at the spectacle. And I ended up laughing at my in, in utter enjoyment of yeah, the spectacle. For sure. I mean, it started off one way and it quickly took a turn. I mean, just to see the man persevering up there in, the spite, of, in spite of overwhelming odds and clearly having a good time doing, doing it. And also, like, as awful as it was, him, like, going out of his way to highlight each member of his band and let them play their own personal compositions yeah. was just very wild. Like right. he's clearly trying, even though it's going to have no effect and it's not going to help anyone in his mind, he's putting on for his dudes. That's what I don't know. know. Like, I don't know how, the, like how self-aware is everybody in that band? Right. They sure. have to be right. They have to be. I don't know, dude, they're, the, they're, the, like, the, the Jack, the Jack captain, the elderly captain, Jack Sparrow looking bassist. I mean, how self-aware can you be if you're wearing a sash on your head? I and, think that they're just wearing like, that's part of the garb. I maybe. think, it, I think it's a self, like they're presenting themselves as virtually absurd. Right. It could be right. Yeah. There's no way, like there's no fucking way because how are you not self-aware that you're playing with, a former child star. Yeah. Right. Who somehow has managed to like have some sort of like maintain and keep some sort of peripheral inertia in yeah. whatever career is left. Sure. Right. You know what he, you, you, you've seen what he's done before. Right. Right. Look up, go for it. Corey sure. Feldman, go for it. USA, whatever. Good morning, America. Yeah. Right. That's, that was like pretty viral when it happened. It was very viral. Yeah. Right. They're all laughing and grinning the entire fucking time. Sure. The drummer is genuinely whooping it up and is yeah. a talented session session musician and singer. Yeah. Right? They're playing to, at max, when they first come out, mm -hmm. at max, I'd say there's 80 people. Yeah, about. 80 yeah. to 100 people. Probably. By the time they finish, 30. Yes. And they even acknowledge, hey, no one's left. Yeah. Right. We're going to play two more songs. Thanks for coming out. Those of you that stuck around. And they just fucking, they didn't phone it in. No, they certainly didn't. And I was like, what is going on? And the yeah. only thing I could figure is they must like it. Yep. They must be having fun. Yeah. I have to, I have to sincerely endorse uh, going to catch Corey Feldman if he's anywhere near you. Shell out the 30 bucks for it. It's well worth it. I mean, it's <laughs> very weird. It's, it's not good. No, it's not good, but it, you'll have a good time. It know? is, it is. It is less a music performance than mm -hmm. just performative art. Yeah, it's like performance art for sure. Uh, but I was, yeah, it's just, I didn't expect to leave that building rooting for the man. I went in a, a Feld boy and I came I, out a Feld I, man. I was going to say, we came out, a, we came out Feld men. Yes, we came out Feld men for sure. So that's, it that's, was so fucking weird. It was sick though. It was great. I had a great time. Um, yeah, I, I, I deeply, I deeply endorsed Corey Feldman's musical career. Um, and I encourage anybody to to go check it out if you have the time. So we've been rambling on for a fucking grip already, and we haven't okay. even gotten to the music. Like I said, I had a long, I had a lot of shit on my mind this week. Yeah, you know, and Corey's probably done some shady shit, so don't look too deep into it. Yeah, don't just treat just, it like black metal or whatever. Fun, right? You don't have to look at anything you, you he's don't, yeah, gotten right. into. You know right. what I mean? Just treat it like you're going to see deicide right? right those dudes probably have some bad ideas tell, tell me tell me that glenn benton hasn't put the fucking leather to some bitches <laughs> right, exactly right? but you don't have to think about that just go enjoy the riffs right right same thing with Corey. 
So, uh, okay, let's uh, let's take a look at the old cue this week. So first up, we have got Schmuck with Shit-Eating shit Grind. This is a grindcore band from New Jersey. This was sent in by, uh, by Syruphead Recordings, who put this out. Um, I know Syruphead is based in, like, I think they're based in Rochester. They're at, like, Buffalo or Rochester. Um, they're a sponsor for the Kings of Punk podcast, and they're in that general peer group. Um, he sent in a bunch of stuff. I just picked one off of the list that he had on here. Um, then we have got CML with the Dirty Tape Demo 2022. This was sent in by our buddy Micah. This is a new band from Indianapolis. They're a hardcore band. I actually tried to book them at the house recently, uh, and they couldn't do it, but they're just like, yeah, they're just, a, I think, a younger hardcore band from Indy. Then we have got Deterioration. Uh, this is their split with uh, Matsunaga Was Right. This is a grind band that's been doing it for a long time out of Minneapolis. I'm not sure how long Deterioration has been around at this point, but it's it's uh, it's been a fucking grip. Mm. I would say it's been um, at least like 12 or 13 years, maybe 15 years. I think their first thing came out in like 08 or 09 that I'm aware of anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, uh, they're playing at the Bug House in a few weeks, uh, September 11th. So you won't forget deterioration is playing the bug house. If you're uh, if you're in Indiana or nearby and you want to see these boys in a basement come through, 2008 or so. Okay, uh, then we have got uh, Prisau P R I S A O uh, with their demo. So this is this was sent in by Matthias. Oh, I should mention uh, deterioration was sent in by Tyler Tyler Hammer of the Kings of Punk podcast and of Leaking Head. Uh, so this stuff was sent in by Matthias. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, that sings in Portuguese. Sure. So I always, I always loved that. Mm -hmm. um, he said this is uh, this has men, members of Vidro and Axe Rash in it, uh, both of both of whom are bands we've had on the show before. Then we have got Me and Mine with Devil in My Ear. This is a band out of uh, Denver, Colorado. It was sent in by Ryan, who described it as uh, you know capital H hardcore. Um, I see a kind of beefy boy in a harm's way cut off, and uh, another guy in a car heart hat and stuff. I don't know. Probably won't like it, but if we land on it, we'll uh, I'll give it I'll I'll give it a fair shake. Hey, we gave Corey Feldman a shake. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, the least we can do is give me and mine a, a chance. Then we've got Rigorous Institution with Kane's Marsh. Uh, this is a band out of Portland. We've had them on the show before. This was sent in by Ryan. Um, I think we had the uh, Survival Despotism mm -hmm. um, EP on here. Sick band. I think uh, who put out that? Uh, was it fuck? Was it did Ka it wasn't Caligari that put out uh, the last EP? Was it who the fuck was it? Um, the label is escaping my wasn't brain it, right um, now. Roachleg, yeah, Roachleg put it out. That's right. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I have this record. Uh, so this was sent in by uh, by a different Ryan. Mm -hmm. Uh, then we have got Gone Mage with Handheld Demise. This is a project out of Dallas, Dallas, Texas. It was submitted by Jay, who plays in Cold Brats, who uh, described it as like some pretty traditional black metal with like some some chip tunes uh, influence in there. Sure, judging from the art. Sure, uh, and the name and all that kind of stuff. Then we've got Collision, maybe Collision. Uh, this is a band, uh, this is a self-titled release, a band from Spain. It was sent in by Derek, who just described it as, you know, some reverb-laden uh, hardcore punk du jour. Sure. Then we have got uh, Un Hombre Solo with uh, Desillusion Total. This is a solo project out of New York. Uh, it was sent in by Will. He sent in uh, the last release by this individual. Uh, said that he really likes this uh, new, it's like a mini LP, a.k.a. an EP. That's right. Um, and he really likes this stuff and wanted to send in this uh, this newest release. I think we liked the, the last stuff that was sent in. Sure. And then last up, we have got Complete Loss with their self-titled debut. Uh, deb they okay, they had a demo in 2017, so this is effectively their, their debut. This is a German oi band. Uh, this was sent in by Grant. 
I heard this stuff because Grant posted it in the demo listen uh, in the demo listen Facebook group. And if we get around to it when we play it, I'm gonna ask you if you recognize. Uh, you're a me. I'll just say this: you're immediately gonna recognize what we hear. Okay. Uh, it's it's really good. Uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Three. All right. Three is uh, deterioration. The the uh, the Minneapolis Minnesota grindcore stalwarts. You can find this at deterioration.bandcamp.com. This is their split with Matsunaga was right. Um, Tyler recommends the second track, so we're gonna listen to with friends like you. Who needs enemies by deterioration? heard the song with friends like you who needs enemies uh by deterioration off of their split with matsunaga was right and uh it does appear that the artwork i i, I at first i just saw you know collage style grindcore artwork and didn't look at it too closely but when i opened it up this is indeed like uh some japanese deathmatch wrestling shit so the, sure. the reference to uh, mitsuhiro matsunaga is, uh, makes sense sure um yeah man deterioration has been playing this particular style of grindcore for a long time and i think is one of the better bands doing it i don't think that they've gotten any worse at any point during the course of their career which is probably partially attributable to the fact that this is a formula uh and they work very well within it if you like this type of mince like kind of uh not quite gore grind, but certainly on the border of that at times. If you like this kind of stuff, I think Deterioration is one of the better bands doing it, and this was good. Sure, according to Discogs, formed in 2003. Okay. I'm certain I've played with this band. I'm certain oh, for sure. that, that at some point, you know, I've played with this band and, and being from Milwaukee and stuff. They've, they've, uh, they've, played, they've played the Harrison House before, for sure. Yeah, I know they have, yeah. but I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of faces that come and go. Yeah. I do not personally remember sure. these folks. Yeah. Um, no offense. Yeah. Just, uh, but yeah, like... Uh, as far as plug and play, two man grind goes. Yeah, this is this is good. Yeah, for it sure. is formulaic. Yes, it always is. This is this is this is um, 
despite the lengthy and dense discography, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot, a lot of times these releases are more for the members of the band. Sure. You know what I mean? Than actual, like, consumption. Right. Right? You know, I mean, this sounded great. Does this sound any different than a release, you know, a split from, I don't know, 2016 with, like, you know, Haggis? Sure. Probably not. Probably not. Right? Does this sound any different than, like, you know, something they were doing in 2009? Right. Probably not that much. Sure. Right? Probably more polished. Right. Right? More polished and so forth. So as, as far as, like, two-man plug-and-play grind bands go, this one's pretty good because of their longevity, right? Yeah, they, sure. They've honed it. They've polished it. They have it down. Yeah, and I appreciate... They, they can do this in their fucking sleep. And I appreciate, like, uh, taking a, an approach that isn't, like, uh, they're not going for the hyper-brevity, almost, like, the music being yeah, an afterthought. Yeah, the, the back half of that was pretty nice, too, with that little bit of a, a slow-down, chuggier portion add yep. a little extra beef to the song yeah for right sure. the, a, a little extra a, a little bit of a a, a banger there you yep, know get your sure. head nodding to it yep um from my own experience when i see bands with logos that look like that on collage style doing splits on collage style um um art yeah i know exactly what this sounds like absolutely it's just a matter of um you know where on the continuum of proficiency is it? yes yep for right? sure yeah i will also say or I will pose the question rather, is this world the only, really the only like subculture music space in which the split is still a prevalent, like a, a, a very prevalent uh, release format? Because I don't see, I mean, there are splits that happen like uh, Cold Brats and Gel just did that split, mm -hmm. right? But it used to be like the the hardcore split was ubiquitous, right? It was inescapable. Right. We've done Patreon episodes about splits. I mean, from the beginning, I think it was probably a cost-saving method and also just a practicality thing where it's like, well, we don't have enough to fill out an LP, but we have more than we need for a, a seven inch and also and we can't like afford a seven inch on ourselves. We can't afford a seven inch ourselves. And also we can cross pollinate with our scenes and our fan bases and stuff. Right. And it's just become increasingly or de decreasingly common over the years, mm -hmm. but has never waned in popularity in like mints and gore grind and general like grind core circles. Yeah. I, I'd say that's about right. I'm trying to think of, about the only time we ever see splits show up mm -hmm. there, you know, you do get, it seems to me, um, aside from this genre, yeah, you do get like maybe a few more like death metal splits. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. split EPs. Yeah. You know, but you're right. I think that, that this is, this is still a very tried and true sort of approach to getting releases out there. Yeah. Um, in this particular scene. I would like to see more hardcore splits. I mean, I did a split in the last year, uh, Kilser city did a split with soothing. Um, the, the thing is, like, so many of those hardcore releases that we have that mm -hmm. are just, like, basically little finger sandwiches of music. Yeah. Ready made for a split. Uh, that exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah, like, we complain all the time, like, yo, this is three fucking minutes of music. Do a split. Do a split. And fill then out, you guys, fill out you guys the have six minutes of music, and you can fill one whole side of a seven inch. Right, yeah, exactly. Or do what a lot of, like, fast core bands do and do your four-way four split, a.k.a. mini Comp. compilation, right. right? I mean, yeah, I would like to see the split become a more prevalent release format again because I think it's practical and cool, and, uh, yeah, I just like it. I think it's a good format. I love buying splits. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Do a split with Corey Feldman. 
I would fucking love to. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, it'd be incredible. I'm sure we could ingratiate ourselves with Corey. Maybe. Hey, we are one of the the, the 20 people watching you all the way to fucking midnight. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You 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 warmed our hearts and won us over. Yeah. Do a split with our Do shitty split. band. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, what's uh what's next? Four. All right, four is me and mine. This is the this is the stuff that was described as capital H hardcore. Uh, this is uh, me and mine hardcore.bandcamp.com. The release is Devil in My Ear. Dude, that artwork is something. Yeah, it is something. I I will say, looking at it, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have any guess as to what the, the, the records, the content of this record I would mean, be. The first thing that I would think looking at it. Is that this is a CDR of like some Juggalo shit? I, see, no, I would think it's more like if I just saw that, especially on like a CD going through like a, a bargain bin or something, I'd be like, what is this? Like Aphex Twin B-sides? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely, you have no idea what you're in for. That artwork, um, I don't want to say it's abysmal. Yeah. No, I don't think it is abysmal. I kind of like it. I kind of don't like it. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say that it is um Oh, see, I don't like it. I See, I don't see, like it nearly a, as much. At, it's a devil going into, into the ear. ear. I don't like it nearly as much with the, the direct correlation to the yes, title. Yes, that's what I mean. If it were very abstract and it didn't, and this weren't trying to in some way visually no. represent the title, I could rock with it no, a little No, there's like harder. what I'm assuming are sand dunes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Or, yeah. I don't know, like volcanoes. Peaks of whipped cream or meringue. Oh, it could be meringue. Right? Yeah. With fire uh -huh. behind them, just in the middle. Sure. A weird sky yeah. that also looks just like maybe um, a textured canvas that is prepped for a painting. Sure. And then a shitty graphic of an alien devil. Right. With the alien head. Yeah. Go, like like going into an ear on the ground. There's a lot of warning signs with this for me. Like there's like black shoes with black laces and like... Uh, and the cutoff sleeve harm's way shirt, and there's also well, like I'm wearing black shoes with black laces. Yeah, but the combo with the harm's way shirt and the shorts and everything, there's like a whole there's a whole vibe there where I see it and I like know what kind of band that guy's playing in. And there's also uh, a couple featured vocalists on here, which anytime that I see featuring, yeah, especially if shit? it's featuring someone I don't even fucking know, right? And one of the features is from Hardcore Holly, HC Holly. Um, Can you uh, so let's let's think about this from the flip side. Uh -huh. Let's say that you're the featurey. Okay. Right. Let's say this band said, "Hey, can you do some? Can you do something? Right. Who knows what what Ringo Waterman is doing yeah. on the third track, Lost Cause? Uh -huh. Maybe we should find out. Uh, I kind of don't like to do that because I like to hear the band on their own. There's a self title track on here too, or like yeah, or a title track. I mean, on right. Here, so. But let's say uh -huh. you're Ringo. Yeah. Right. This band says, "Hey." Homie, can you help us out with this track? Come in, do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you mind? Like, you want us to put featuring you? No, it's cool. No. Like, I'm not in the band. Yeah. I'm just a dude named Ringo, and my last name isn't Star. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no reason to you to, to 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 mention that I'm here. It's really it's really bizarre, man. And it's only these type like what I can I'm assuming what this band is a lot is like based on a lot of like visual I'm, signifiers. I'm not going to get any fucking residuals from this. No, like what's the point? There's no reason. Just put me in the thanks. Yeah, yeah. If, if you, you, if you need that. to do something. Right. So let's listen to the title track on All this. Right. We're going to listen to Devil in My Ear off the release of the same name by me and mine.
We just heard Devil in My Ear off the release of the same name by me in mine from Denver, Colorado. I didn't, I, I, I will say, I, uh, hmm. sometimes we talk on this show about how, you know, there's there only so much can be accomplished musically within the format of the of rock instrumentation. And uh, there are certain, there are, there are just certain standards, established standards and guidelines in which we have to kind of color uh, to create punk and hardcore music. But these guys, for better or for worse, they were really trying to color outside the lines here because the structurally that rep that that didn't sound like a song. It sounded it sounded <laughs> to all. me it sounded to me like they were trying to make something up as they went. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all looking yes, at each they're, other. Yes, they're all yes. looking at each other for like okay, okay. Now. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like not sure if I'm wrong <laughs> or right. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's like they would randomly slow tempos and then pick it back up, and there were no transitional sort of riffs or anything. There was no buffer between the, the parts. They this just would were be like, such a pain in the ass to try to play live. Oh, dude, I can only imagine it's a, an absolute clusterfuck. Uh, so, yeah, that was psychotic, man. That was psychotic. It was like... It was um, it was a version of hardcore that I don't like and that we rip on on the show like very it. frequently, but it was as if it was given to aliens and been like, guess guess how this sounds, make it up, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right. Try to figure it out. It was right. or given to an AI. This right. is like an early. This is the maybe perhaps with the art and everything too, and just the look of the band. This could be an early maybe. example of algorithmic hardcore. Maybe it is AI. And that's why it's so choppy, you know yeah. what I mean? Because the, it's still working out the kinks and it hasn't collected enough, it has aggregated enough data right. to put out a fully seamless right. it's like, product. It's like buffering between right. words and between, <laughs> right, right, between right, right, bars, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. The the product. I, I hate to say it because I know the person who produced this, Trey Roberts, because he's from uh, Indiana and he plays in bands that are kind of similar to this he's always played in bands that i don't really care for um nice kid whatever 
Uh, so I hate the dog on it, but the production was ass on this too. Yes. The production For what was this was doing, absolute ass. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a good thing about this, other than the fact that it was like genuinely psychotic music, uh, and I enjoyed that about it. I was laughing and having a real good time with it. But it, yeah, it it, it, it that was literally just a result of playing a genre I don't like in an especially incompetent way. This would amuse me in the performative way that Corey Feldman yes, amused me. Sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would just, I wouldn't even pay attention to the band no. probably except when he's, you know, like trying to come up and, and, and saying like, yo, let me spit. Yeah. This. Well, yo, let me spit this. Right. Shit. Cause you, then you want to see the posturing that's happening right. on stage. Yeah, 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 but then sure. I'm looking at the, the people that are, you know, trying to fight each other to this music right? and having a, having a good old time. Yeah. Right. You shout out your band's name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me yeah. and mine motherfucker. Sure. I kind of, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll right? take a That's look. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I for like sure. that. I'll stay inside stage and see what's going right? on. Sure, but nothing about this. I mean, this isn't. No, I mean, what? Like, it's it's in that same it's in that same bowl of shit as like Omerta. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know, it's it's or uh, or one that we had quite a while ago on the show, Absence of Mind. Yes, it's in that it's in that vein. Yeah, yeah this is. Uh, it's bad. And hearing that, and then seeing the artwork that we we came we yep. we we sort of you know ripped down at the beginning. Sure. Yeah. yeah totally it's, makes sense. Yep. All makes sense. Yep. Right. There's bad stuff all around. Yeah. Hope that the people in this band, um, you know, get better at writing songs, and also decide to write songs uh, that don't sound like this. Because even if this were really well executed, <laughs> yeah. it would still be bad. You know hope, what I mean? So hope this band they they're having fun and they get better at writing songs and that they stop making this. <laughs> yes, for sure. All the best to you. Um, and sorry, Trey, that I didn't like your production on this. But hey, like I said, we're people of two uh, vastly different tastes, so it is what it is. Let's uh, let's roll let's roll the dice. Five. Five is Gone Mage. You can find this at Gone Mage dot bandcamp.com the release is handheld demise um so yeah this is black metal slash chiptune convergence set in pixelated dream realms um there are only two songs available from this right now uh i think this goes up this is like officially comes out on september 30th i guess jay uh from cold brats also contributed some vocals to weaponless scream laughter unseen uh, but that song's not up for streaming right at the moment uh the song they have queued up to play is the first of the two songs available so we're going to listen to stairwell of gore and the faceless apparition by gone mage off of handheld demise
All right, we just heard Stairwell of Gore and the Faceless Apparition by Gone Mage off of Handheld Demise. How'd you feel about that? Um, this was too much of a fucking s- swirling stew of styles mm-hmm. for me to really like this. Um, there are, I like black metal. Sure. If this were straight black metal, it's, of course, I've said before, not my favorite style of straightforward black metal. Yeah. Um, it, I like Dungeonson. Sure. Um, I would have liked this better mm-hmm. if this was just pure fucking like goofy dungeon synth or if this leaned a little more heavily into like a, a, a grimestone's record sort of goofiness like yeah this label where um that that's putting out the, t- the tape at least stateside where gnome records uh-huh. heavily goofy uh, yeah i was gonna say this the whole vibe of this and like the label that's putting this out is like a wish.com grimestone records, yeah yeah you know and, I, mean? and I, I kind of appreciate it they have a they have a band called Persum. sure yeah. right uh-huh. philosophy line yes right i'm into that sure i don't know if i'm into it musically sonically right. yeah but i think that's kind of funny it's stupid yeah it's stupid it's funny it's irreverent i like the irreverence of this especially in such a, a deeply corny and self-serious um, sure i'm always for like taking the piss out of black metal sure but this just this tried to keep i think I don't know, man. There was something about this that was just too fucking noisy for me yeah. to really enjoy. It was too much of a stew of styles. I, I think yeah. if it went one way or the other, it was a bit more serious black metal mm-hmm. with a little bit of like, you know, I guess like, you know, uh, with a little bit of sort of like, you know, synthy mm-hmm. sort of dungeon synth in there. Yeah. Or if this was all the way in the other end, yeah, sure. real heavy. Mm-hmm with a lot like like heavily reliant on the synth yeah with just a few tones sure black metal but putting them two together this sounded like listening to two things at once yeah it was it was cacophonous for sure um and and i also feel like the like vocally i was i really didn't like the um basically like 90s um emotional hardcore vocal delivery Um, well i think they're going for more of like a uh, depressive suicidal black yeah metal. but it just ended up sounding like so much fucking late 90s yeah. early 2000s you know, right. emo shit for sure um, I would have liked to hear I don't know like vocal delivery I think what would have worked better with this is something like you know do something like a bath sure yeah you know some like croaking right. you know low raven like like raven croaking vocals Agreed. behind this um, it's a, apparently a um, concept record from beginning end. Okay. So I do appreciate that. I always appreciate the thought to like the total package. Sure. And there are a lot of songs on here. And if they're all, you know, three and a half, you know, th- we'll say three minutes long. Yeah. You're getting a good 40 minutes of fucking music. For so sure. you're getting a full story. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah. And the artwork is cool. Um, yeah, it works okay. Um, I like the I like the old school like eight bit style artwork, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I felt I don't really need to reiterate anything that you said. I f- I feel basically exactly the same way about this. There's stuff that we've had on the show that is very much akin to this that I like more and I think is more expertly executed. Seems like a lot of people like this. Uh, you know, I get why if this is your thing. This is one of those this is one of those projects where I have a, a strong suspicion that whoever is responsible for it would really 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 dislike you and i in real life yeah i think so too i think that there's a lot of like there's there's a lot of people on this that don't i bet that Mm -hmm. are really into this that don't actually really like black metal yeah 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 for sure right but they really do like anime and video game shit yep 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 and um you know so whatever yeah it it see it feels this to me feels like there's a strong possibility that their uh listenership 
like wear tails unironically, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so um, I, I imagine the people making this and listening to this would probably correctly uh, consider a person like myself um, an insufferable bully. How do you discern if someone is wearing a tail ironically or unironically? Like if I wore a tail. Yeah, yeah. You would have to assume it's ironic. You would have to assume, right? But to the that's only because you know me, right? To the outward observer. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I guess I would have to see what other sort of accoutrement the tail is paired. You got to pay too much attention. Yeah, the tail. You have really have to look closely to determine if the tail is yeah. ironic or not. For sure, for sure. So yeah, I feel exactly the same way about this as you do. So like I said, don't really need to reiterate it. Uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Five. All right, this is uh, Collision. Like I said, it might be Collision because they are Spanish. Uh, this is self-titled release. It's out on Crew Cuts via the UK. Um, I don't think that we had a particular song recommended to us, so we'll just uh, jump into the uh, jump into the beginning. Uh, Cuar Violento. I'm sure that's not how that's actually pronounced. Uh, we're going to listen to the first song by Collision off of their self-titled release. heard uh, Queer Violento by uh, Collision off of their self-titled release. thought that was pretty good. Definitely yeah, different than I expected it to be. I didn't expect it to be so straightforward and yeah. just ripping. Yeah, for sure. I Just looking at the art. We're, we're, so, we're so, I guess, um, I guess like Pavlov's dogs. Yeah, I expected like chorus pedals and delay on the vocals and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it was described to me as like, you know, reverb vocal hardcore stuff. I mean, this, yeah, I, I just, I ex this was like... This was actually approaching like it was kind of crusty at points, actually. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was it was a lot different than I expected it to mm -hmm. be, but it was good. Yeah, I like this a lot. I uh, I liked how the the vocalist sort of leaned into her range a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I you thought know? the vocal delivery in general get a little was lower good. and snarly. I thought the vocal delivery was really good. Have those little fucking high notes at the end of the you know some some lines in the chorus. I really like that. Uh, apparently, the band is uh, I guess motivated by real shit. Sure. So kudos to that. There's a lot of good fucking personal real shit behind it all, which I always appreciate. Yep. Not some fake fronting. Sure. And uh, yeah, the artwork's pretty sick too. I like this a lot. I like this more than I expected to. Yeah, me too. I thought I thought I was going to be like, yeah, this is good, but it really kind of like blends into a lot of other bands that are doing this. But this was markedly different sonically than I expected it to be. Just looking at it and how it was presented to me, um, I thought this was this was really cool. I would love to see this in a basement on on any night of any week. Oh, for sure. Really solid stuff, uh, especially considering I, I think that this is their debut, too. Mm -hmm. um, we'll definitely check out the rest of this. 
got got no beef with it at all. I thought it was really, really solid, especially solid. as that with that being the opening track of like a first effort. Very promising. I imagine the rest of this will probably be pretty ripping. Yeah, it wasn't too re- like again. It, it it was much more straightforward. It wasn't too reliant yeah. on some of the I guess tropes and themes that you see. No, this this was like it was kind of crusty. It was very DIY. I mean, honestly, this sounded closer to like early two thousands. I mean, it wasn't like on on the nose like exactly the same thing. But this was closer to tear it up than it is to like gel. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so that was a nice that was a nice change of pace and a nice surprise on this. And I thought it was it was really really solid for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. What's next? Six. All right. Six is Complete Loss with their self-titled record. You can find this at completeloss.bandcamp.com. It's just a uh, two-song seven-inch. Uh, it says available soon on Contra Records. I'm not sure if the physicals have, have come out yet. Um, so this is a band out of Germany. They play like basically oi with a little bit of hardcore in there. Um, we're going to listen to Take a Stand and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let it speak for itself. We're going to hear Take a Stand by Complete Loss. We just heard take a stand by complete loss. So I have a question. Yeah. Do you think they stumbled into that opener by themselves or were heavily influenced by another song (laughs) 
by a much more well-known uh-huh. band yeah um that happened to write a very good song despite the fact that it's horribly racist there is no fucking way they stumbled into that because it is note for note <laughs> note for note even with the ring outs right. with the drum right. patterns like, 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 i mean you could go right for in note. the back with a bang there 100 percent. it that is i mean once the core or once the verse kicks in they switch the riff up a little bit and the chorus is different for sure they but like that is 100% back with a bang until the vocals kick And in. here's the thing, because it's on Contra. Uh-huh. If you know anything about Contra, you know, even without knowing anything else about this band, you said, hey, check out this. It's on Contra. Be like, okay, I think I know what I'm getting into. Sure. I'm going to get into some oi shit. Right, yeah. Right? I'm going to get into some fucking rock-based oi shit. Yes. Right? This was good. Yeah. I like this a lot. It was real good. I wish it was more than two songs. Me too. I, I hope this band does something more than just two fucking songs. Well, it sucks because the demo is like five songs. Yeah. And then they only saw fit to include two songs on a seven inch. One of which is just under three minutes long and one is just under two minutes. Right. So they're not utilizing. You know what this is good for? What's that? A split. A split. Absolutely. Here's one side of a seven inch. Right. Do a split with another oi band. Yep. Yeah, no, no. The chisel. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Take your pick of somebody. Like, there's plenty of bands doing this kind of stuff for Violent Way out of Buffalo. Right. Like, there's plenty of bands that are doing this kind of shit right now that you would have no dearth of bands to choose from who you could do a cool split with. But getting back to that beginning uh-huh. and a good portion of some of those riffs. Yeah. If you just said, like, hey, check out this band. They're on, I don't know, we'll say just some unknown fucking like you know american base label yeah right beach impediment not, not unknown no. beach impediment is too big yeah you know like something small sure right and i heard that opening uh-huh without i'm like oh maybe you know they just kind of stumbled into that right but knowing that this is on contra yes and knowing like the general stuff that contra puts out yeah there's no fucking way there's no way so my question is is what <laughs> what is the purpose of interpolating that track is it because their politics are directly at odds with screwdriver. There's a couple different ways you could go with this. I wonder I wonder if they thought I wonder if they thought man that is such a fucking ripper of a song, but we can't cover it. But yeah. Most people are going to stay away from it just yep. because screwdriver is so notorious. So exactly. let's just use it. For sure. There there could be that. So right, that's one angle on this. It's just like, yo, look, nobody who listens to us is going to fuck with this anyway. They're not even going to know what's up. Let's just take the riff. It's fucking it's an all-timer, right? Sure. Cuz as we've said before, Back with the Bang is an is an all-time track. All-time fucking slapper of a track. So there's that. They could just be like, well, let's just fucking swipe this. There also could be like um there could be the angle that it's sort of tongue in cheek in the sense that like maybe their politics are in direct opposition right, to right. screwdriver. So it's sort of like so they're a, reappropriating the riff, right? Like a backhanded homage. Yes, exactly. Like we're taking this and and running with it. Like there was that band that was like I think fronted by a black dude out of like Baltimore or DC, Pure Disgust, mm-hmm. that was named after a One Life Crew song. Sure, and they were like not a right wing band. Sure, but Pure Disgust is a fucking banger of a track with stupid ass lyrics. Right? right, right, right. Similar thing. I wonder if this is a, a reappropriation of that riff for inverted purposes, political right. ends, you know? Right. Either way, whatever, or, or they're just sketchy, but that one seems less likely because if they were truly just sketchy, why not just cover with back with a bang and, and yeah, uh, just, just be upfront about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. For it's sure. a good fucking song. Yeah. I've covered government action before. Right. And right. I'm not a sketchy guy. So it okay. seems like if they were actually, well, it <laughs> depends on who you ask. Well. <laughs> depends on your perspective, I guess. Right. But, um, but like also in Germany, like, 
knowing German people and having toured in Germany and stuff, like they super don't fuck with that shit as far as people in like the punk and hardcore scene because of their obvious reasons. Right. Anything flirting with that, unless you are like pretty overtly like right leaning, like when I talked to people over there who were like hardcore folks about my musical proclivities and being like, well, yeah, but this stuff bangs. They're like, oh no, 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 we do not fuck with that. We don't flirt with it at all. It's like fully verboten. No way, Jose. It doesn't right. fly here because we were the real Nazis. So like, Bro. you know, yeah. so it's, it, it raises some questions, none of which I'm really like eager to get an answer to. I don't give a shit either way. Uh, they basically covered back with a bang and they did a, and they did a bang up drama. Right. They, they, it was they, good. They, they took, they, they took the skeleton of back with a bang yeah. and wrote a new song. Yeah. And it was a, and it was a good song. The B side of this is good too. As you already pointed out, a waste of vinyl, not going to import a two song, seven inch. That's fucking absurd, but it's really good stuff. And I hope that they put more music on a physical format so I can buy it. Yeah. Um, all right. What's uh, what's next? All right. Next up. Three. All right. Three is uh, Prisau. Prisao. I don't know. P-R-I-S-A-O. You can find this at uh, prisao.bandcamp.com. This is their demo. This is the band from Stockholm that sings in Portuguese and features members of uh, Vidro and uh, Axe Rash. So uh, first song is queued up to play, and I don't think that we had a particular song uh, recommended to us. Uh, so we'll just go with that one. So we're going to listen to uh, Now Pertenso. I don't know. God damn it. I wish I knew other languages besides English so that I didn't Any other sound language. like a fucking such a moron when I have to pronounce right. these. But it didn't have to be Portuguese. No, just anything. Man. Anything. Just if I had a better functioning sort of knowledge of uh, like pronunciation. Right. Even if languages. it was like Basque. Yeah, sure. You'd be like, well, I don't know Portuguese, but I do know Basque. But I can infer via my knowledge of Basque. Well, Basque has no relationship to Portuguese. Right, sure. But perhaps just knowing one, perhaps if you just know one other language or if you have like a better understanding of the functions of language and words and pronunciation perhaps it uh expands outward and you can apply that more broadly if that were true then we would be able to do that with our knowledge of english that's probably true huh? yeah yeah all right so we're gonna listen to the first song off of uh Prisau's demo all right
All right, we just heard Now Pretenso by Persau off of their demo. I can also now infer via learning that the pronounce, pronounce, the definite pronunciation of N-A-O is now, mm-hmm. that S-A-O is probably Sal. So I'm going to with some confidence say this is Persau. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was good. I mean, as soon as I it was pointed out to me that this is members of Axrash and Vidro, I assumed that this would not suck. And indeed, it did not suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Axrash, Vidro, Nitad, Warchild. So all of these bands have, uh, every member of this band, it seems, or at least a few of them, mm-hmm. have a pretty good uh, resume, so to speak. Sure. They know what they're going for, and they fucking did it. It's yep. super solid. I would love to know why they decided to do it in Portuguese. I, I can never figure that out. Yeah. Like, the so the lyrics, I looked up the lyrics, you know, I don't belong here. I don't want to be accepted in this country, in this city. I don't want this society. Who, are, who am I? I am not you. Sure. Right. Okay. Cool. That's pretty standard antisocial sort of like hardcore punk lyrics that you could right. take anyway, right? Yeah. Like if this were like Portuguese immigrants, immigrants to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe one of the people is a Portuguese immigrant to Sweden. Could be. Yeah. I don't you know. know. I don't know. It but, could be. Uh, I, I liked this a lot. This yeah. was uh, very stompy, very driving, very well recorded. It sounded really good. Yeah. Everything about it was good. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, uh, if you don't like this, mm-hmm. you probably like me and mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, if, for if, sure. If this, right, doesn't, yeah. if this doesn't make sense to your, if this doesn't like line up with any of your like hardcore sensibilities where yeah. it's like, yeah, I fucking like this. Mm-hmm. We're on different ends of the spectrum. Yep, here. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things that's good enough that it speaks for itself. There's not much that I can add that the music did not already uh, perfectly articulate. Mm-hmm. This is really, really good. Like the presentation, the logo is really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, uh, Having a really solid like logo is always a strong move. Yeah, just like a solid like icon or symbol, yep. a la Crass or something sure. like that, or yeah, DK for sure, know, or like this. It's insane that we've been a band for twelve years and haven't endeavored to have somebody do that for us. Maybe we should give it a shot. It's insane. It's insane that uh, there's many things we've never endeavored to do. <laughs> That's for, for sure. We don't. For as much as we go in on bands on this show and like how they need to organize their their uh, their musical endeavors, boy, we haven't tried very hard. <laughs> no. Well, uh, I mean. That it's easy, yeah. Because you and I uh-huh. are easily the two most motivated people in our band. Y- yeah, sure. And that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, our drummer didn't even like hardcore until two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, he was all about fucking tech death. Yes, yeah, that's true. So um, okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time because we only have two two messages. So uh, let's let's listen to another song. All right. Three again. All right. Three is uh, is Rigorous Institution. So uh, I already know that I like this band. I have not gotten around to listening to this yet, but I know a bunch of people have uh, have big upped it. Um, they have got the second song queued up to play. The first, uh, I think, like proper song of the record. Um, <laughs> Dude, the fucking... Before we get into it, I have this record. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Right? Um, it's, uh, it's nice to see. I really like, you know, the Rigorous Institution EP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with the tags like toiling and, and like peasant. Yeah, 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 for sure, yes. And this matches up with it, right? Down here, the tags, bludgeon music, mud music, peasant punk, serfdom, toiling. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Right? Right. It's nice to see a fully realized, like, actual full length. Yeah. Right? Yep. The first, the first, like, I guess, uh, statement about this Mm -hmm. is by 
Borngus on Bandcamp. <laughs> okay. It says, yeah. I listen to this album before I go to my shift at the mud factory every morning. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, for sure. So this pretty much matches up. Yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, okay, let's uh, let's listen to the, the song they have queued up. We're going to listen to Fever City by Rigorous Institution off of Kane's Marsh. That was Fever City by Rigorous Institution off of Kane's Marsh. Yeah, that fucking rocks. Yeah, it's really good, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's um I mean the the obvious comparison mm-hmm. is Amoebix. Yeah, it's the very obvious comparison. Right? Yes. I mean it's obvious. Yes, right? Yeah, for sure. Um so if you like Amoebix, yes. you like you should like this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Sure. This whole this whole album is like loaded with sort of like really good riffs, but they're oh, kind yeah. of buried mm-hmm. under that just general like mid range din. Yeah, of everything. I was gonna say there's just kind of a, an ever present din. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and like the 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 the, the um, vocalist just sort of delivers almost like in a ranting like oratory style. Yep, which I really kind of dig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this whole this whole uh, record sort of strikes me as like getting the peasants ready to like storm and pillage the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. local castle for sure yeah this is this is fucking great man mm-hmm. i mean this uh i liked the ep already but yeah this kind of stuff like uh this speaks directly to me this harkens back to uh to my my early days as a an aspiring anarcho punk mm-hmm. um you know what i mean this this i felt the power surging through my anarchy and equality wrist tattoos when this was started playing this has like in in, in all its presentation like the rigorous institution logo yeah. right when the, the artwork for this right mm-hmm. um it 
it comes off as, at least it presents itself as, I guess, like grassroots amateurish. Yes. Right. right. But there's nothing in the execution about this as no. like super like grassroots am- amateurish. Like no. these folks know exactly what they're fucking yeah, doing. Yeah, dude, this is this is like this is clearly a very polished product. Like this is they know exactly what they are doing yeah. and they're fucking murdering it. I mean, right. this is a this is a style of music that you either like or or super avoid for the most part and this is just like right down the middle of my taste. Like this is it's so representative of like the formative years of me getting into punk and it incorporates enough stuff that I started to enjoy in the intervening years after that. There's just, yeah, this is fucking great. I'm going to pick up a copy of this. This is on uh, Blackwater too. Blackwater who still hasn't given me any goddamn updates about the long. I know. I was, I was about to say like, what the fuck? Yes. It's been up there. Where is it? Today? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but you can buy this from Blackwater at the very least, and you can get the new uh, Syndrome 81 from them as well as uh, various other good good records. So, yeah, I'll probably pick up a copy of this as soon as I got a little extra money in the pocket, maybe after we get back from the get back from after the road. raking in all that money on the oh, road. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. No, I, I was more saying I just got to set aside money so that I can eat good food yeah. while we're out there. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's listen to a couple voicemails and then, and then call it a night. All right. Hey, what's up? Um, I know at this point it's well established that Nate does not like hate breed. He's never really, you know, deigned to listen to it because it presents stupidly on the outside. And there was one episode, I think it was a Patreon, where Gray got Nate to listen to hate breed and then it kind of affirmed his feelings on it. I think you were listening to something off of, uh, perseverance i just listened to that record and i don't i I think it's part of it is good but i don't think it even holds the fucking candles of the first record and i would be super interested to hear what nate's opinion on satisfaction is the death of desire is because i think it's way more hardcore i think it's basically like they said let's do age of coral chromags tune it down and then give it obituary breakdowns and I think there's some shit on there that Nate, judging by what he likes on the podcast, probably wouldn't jive with anyway. But I think I'm just wondering for a thought experiment, if there would be anything on that record that Nate would find redeemable. So I would be love to hear the answer to that. Or you can just tell me to fuck off. Doesn't really matter. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Okay. Let's test the theory. Let's okay. test the theory right now. He, he's right. So I, I am of the mind that perseverance is the, is the superior record, but it's, he's right. It is, it is very much less overtly hardcore. It's way more cleanly produced. It is obviously, it's like their breakthrough record. I just think the songwriting on it is more memorable in general. Uh, but satisfaction is that is the death of desire it is way more generally hardcore. The songs are way shorter. Uh, the formula is, yeah, it is basically age of coral with some obituary breakdowns and tuned down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is, uh, it is a really, really good record. I would, definitely say a classic of mid to late 90s hardcore so let's see let's let's see what the track list is here there's there's a lot of good songs on here puritan is a fucking banger but i think is maybe a little bit veers a little bit closer to what they would end up doing on perseverance maybe same thing with eh, conceive through an act of violence is good too Maybe Last Breath. Last Breath is a good one. That's like a minute 30. There's a, the songs on here are just shorter. They hit a little bit harder. Let's do that. Let's listen to Last Breath by Hatebreed off of Satisfaction is the, is the Death of Desire, and, and uh, then you can tell us how you feel about it. Okay. 
the verdict no no still no <laughs> no i mean no it's 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 i can remember this stuff sure yeah right when i was th this came out i would have turned 20 at the end of 1997 yeah and at 20 you're still pretty i mean you're, you're still really susceptible to like peer pressure and what your friends like yeah of course and there wasn't so much of this stuff around that you couldn't possibly consume it all or, or get a get a, sure. get a good taste of pretty much everything that was out there right yeah that was accessible to you um and uh i can remember not liking this then there you right go. i can't ever remember hearing this before and i i will assert again i have never knowingly this is the second hate breed song that i have knowingly sat down and listened to the whole way yeah didn't like it didn't I, I just it it this isn't the same stuff like the the metallic 90s hardcore that i was listening to right. in 97 oh, this yeah. is not the same stuff very different vibe for sure right. and 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 was uh the harbinger of a very different sound and style of style new new style of guy just dropped <laughs> we'll yeah. say that they brought in a they brought in a flexi fit hat cargo shorts type of d dude that was a new permutation of the tough hardcore guy i think yeah that would uh i mean the the, sh the ship sip quickly sailed on them even being like rooted in hardcore in terms of like their fan base and like who they were playing to anyway yeah, yeah. and i think it's very clear like they always had aspirations to be bigger than that uh, and they quickly achieved it so good for them they're a huge band and they live they live they make a living playing their their breakdowns and I fucking love the first like four hate breed records and I ride really hard for them. But yeah, I didn't suspect that you would like this any no. more than Perseverance. No, I didn't. I didn't like this at all. Uh, here's something that was occurring to me as, um, you know, the call was playing. Yeah. And listening to that song, the name of this record is yeah. Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm fucking satisfied. I no longer desire whatever <laughs> it was that I was seeking. Yeah, sure. Of course. Right. What are you implying here? That we should always be desiring and never happy? You must always strive, dude. For what? This the next I, echelon. I desire a peanut buster parfait. Yeah. Go to Dairy Queen. Got it. Satisfied. Now that desire is dead. Right. I've achieved, you know, a, a, uh, a I, I, I have achieved a, a career that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a spiritual purity in uh, existing in a perpetual state of longing. I think that's what uh, Jamie Jossa would like you to believe. I think that is, Hatebreed is like um, bordering on being like a, a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, 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 that definitely sounds like some sort of MLM fucking it's, slogan. It's Satisfaction very, is the death of desire. Yeah, like. Because on its surface, it's so patently like, dude, you know satisfaction is a death of desire. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
It's very I'm good. It's very Got much it. like a precursor, like Jamie Josta's like lyrics in the present like Hatebreed's general presentation and stuff. It very much feels like a precursor to like the current wave of like uh Brazilian Jiu Jitsu like talking head guys. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, like yes. this presaged that by right. about twenty years. This inspired that I, I would I, I would almost certain you know th- this this type of stuff definitely inspired the Jocko do, podcast of do, the world. Yeah, do we know? have tap out without Jamie Josta? Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. This is like a, a strong contributor to that culture. And and they and you know what? Like I've met some of the dudes in this band. They seem like nice guys, but like they maybe deserve the gallows for that. I mean, and that, this is coming from a dude with multiple hate breed tattoos. It's, uh, I, I just, it's I, the, you know, I just love the, the, the juvenile audacity of thinking that a statement satisfaction is the death of desire is mm-hmm. profound. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what they built their entire like cult like, of personality. Like, around. Yes. It quite obviously is the death of desire. I desired something. I have it. I'm satisfied. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Next. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Like, he, so here's the thing. Maybe that's why Hatebreed continues to put out records because they probably could have called it quits quite a while ago sure. and like just collected the residuals off of Perseverance and Rise of Brutality <laughs> and been fine. But Jamie just can't. He doesn't want to let his desire die. No. He doesn't it's want God satisfaction. He must strive. Like, he denies himself satisfaction. Right. Like He's he like knows, a monastic He knows warrior. deep down he's he's satisfied. Yeah. But he just flagellates yeah. himself, right, <laughs> until he thinks, like, no, this isn't true. Yes. I don't actually want all this money. Right. <laughs> I'm not satisfied. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why he has to produce records with fucking corpse grinder and stuff still. Right. He can't just call it a day. Right. Go hang out at, at home with right. his family. I'll never be satisfied until I find the perfect fusion of corpse grinder death metal and hate breed hardcore. <laughs> That's right. And uh, even then I won't be satisfied because it will be the death of my desire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like he's he's reaching he's reaching for some like Jungian archetype right. of uh metalcore that just doesn't exist. Well, that, that's exactly it, right? This is like, Hatebreed is like, it is like Jungian philosophy dumbed down for the lowest common denominator. <laughs> Jungian philosophy for dummies. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. All right, we got an AJ call, and it's, and look at this, it's a minute long. That's nice. very proud of you. Let's hear it. Hey, fuck you guys. You really did rush down out. But, um, yeah, no, the only reason I was at the bar is because the only good pool tables are at bars, and this one just happened to be the one where Coworker wanted to get themselves birthday drinks, and I had to listen to their insufferable friends. Uh, on a second note, I don't know. I know Nate, you're about. I mean, like both you guys are about it. Out in like Indiana, maybe like maybe Michigan. I don't know. Uh, really nice hiking trails. I'm trying to do a late uh, early fall, late summer trip out there, just to kind of hit some nice trails. I kind of did hit the railway. Years ago, I hit the railroad ones where you could take those backwood, those kind of like backway ones all the way through like northern Indiana into uh, like all the way to Chicago, whatever that railroad line is. But uh, yeah, looking for recommendations. Uh, shoot them over. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you again. Good hiking trails in Indiana. None. No. I mean. Yeah, now, Indianans, Hoosiers yeah. will vehemently disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, and they'll say, you know, go go down to like fucking, you know, Brown, Brown County, County Hills sure. or Dean Wilderness or some shit like that. Yeah, there are none. Yeah, for for your average Hoosier, a hike mm-hmm. 
is a half mile to one and a half mile loop through a late successional woodlot surrounded by ag field. Yeah. I, yeah, that's kind of what Turkey Run is too. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, there are no actual hikes in Indiana. There are walks through the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are okay. And some of them are horribly degraded with invasive species and depressingly surrounded by endless row crop agriculture. Sure. I think in the Midwest, in our vicinity, to find any good hiking trails, you got to hit Northern Michigan. Yeah, pretty much. And that's still a ways, that's still a ways out. Um, Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. There is Kentucky. There's right. some good stuff down in Kentucky. There's also that, there is that spot uh, in Ohio that's pretty decent. Hawking, Hawking Hills. Hills. Hawking Hills, but again, that's pretty close to, that's it, southern it is, Ohio. Yeah, it's pretty close to, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, you could go to Brown County. I mean, southern Indiana is topographically more interesting, certainly, but like, I mean, you're not going to find, there in Indiana, I don't think there is any such thing as a good hike. But as Nate pointed out, there are some decent walks with some decent sceneries scenery and brown brown county is like beautiful in the fall sure but like if you have been anywhere especially being from the east coast and you're i think you're based in pennsylvania and shit it is uh, a poor stand-in for like more genuinely topographically interesting parts of the country and just intact areas of you know i guess uh intact natural areas i was gonna say the the native biodiversity here is not well preserved no two-thirds of this state are is is completely eradicated for essentially row crop agriculture so um you know and the bottom half is super fragmented because anywhere they could put a fucking cornfield they did yep um so just don't come to indiana to go hiking yeah i would say i would say make your way up to northern michigan because once you get up there uh, like where we were in the UP and stuff, that's actually, there are portions There's nice stuff up there. Well, there are portions of that area where the, the native biodiversity is some of the best, uh, preserved in the entire country. Well, at least, uh, some of the best preserved I've seen in a while. And, yeah. um, Northern Lord is, is, has some nice areas. Kentucky yeah. has some nice areas, you know, yeah. but like, you know, your best bet for finding good actual hikes in mm. the East is along the Appalachian Trail and, and, yep. along, and in that re- general region. If you're going to go to Illinois, you'll have to shoot super south of Chicago. Like we did, there was like some decent, there was a decent state park. Was it outside of uh, Champaign or was it outside Carbondale. of Carbondale? That was decent. There was like some good, there were some good trails through there. But yeah, again, I, like, see, I don't consider, I don't consider like going to a park. Yeah, sure. And getting out of your car. Right. And like walking around yeah. in the park hiking right i know what you mean because you're not you're 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 operating in this hyper contained area (laughs) in which like they've the powers that be have deigned to preserve the natural landscape and it's not like i expect you to walk out your fucking door and walk into the mountains but like you're going to drive no matter where you go but when you have this like you know whether it's whether it's 100 acres or 500 acres or 1500 acres and then it's surrounded by fucking ag field that ain't really a fucking hike man yeah for sure yeah you know, you're just going for a walk. Yep. You're going for a walk in a museum. Yep, basically. So, yeah, I would, I mean, my recommendation would be to skip Indiana and Illinois and just go somewhere better to hike, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. We got a couple text messages. Uh, we've got, uh, all right, we got one from Trey. Hey, fellas, Trey here. Oddly enough, I've recently been toying with the idea of starting a more explicitly melodic project that's vaguely in the, quote, alt-rock vein, for lack of a better descriptor. Then I listened to the most recent episode <laughs> while walking a trail in a wooded park near my home. You played the band Normal. Immediately, I was overwhelmed by anxiety, dread, and apprehension. What if that's what my project sounds like? I started spinning, the frightful impact of this stark realization overloading my vestibular system. What if people think I have strange speech patterns because I'm mumble singing gibberish about being sad or alone or whatever? 
Vertigo triumphed, and I fell to the ground, the side of my head striking the wrought iron armrest on a bench resting in the shade of a gnarled oak tree nearing the exit. I don't want to be in the band that has to tell people they sound like failure, I thought to myself as my sight went black. I woke in the hospital days later, having acquired $12,000 in medical bills. I decided to scrap the idea. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm sorry you found out the hard way. Yeah, so Trey, I will say this. First of all, um, I, I did open I did open the episode with saying, you know, the Cage World stuff is like the legit not poser version of that shit that we heard. Um, so there are still bands out there pulling it off and not having to justify uh, the existence of their band with cool 90s t-shirts. And I will also say, you know, Trey plays in a band who pulls off a lot of shit that lesser bands attempting to do, I would immediately disregard as very bad. I was going to say, I would think that I would, no matter what he did. Yeah. He'd have to try pretty hard, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean to be sucking on on Trey here, but because he's a he is a homie, and I've known him for a long time. But Trey is approaching, I would say, virtuoso level guitar playing. Like you'd know? have to try pretty fucking hard. Yeah. To fail that hard? For sure, yeah. Yeah, right. man. I think you, you've you clearly got a handle on making music that uh, by lesser people would be certifi cer certifiably shitty. But so, why bother in the first place? Well, sometimes don't, it's just... Just don't do it. Sometimes it's fun to just go, go a different direction. Just don't do it. It's fun to do. I, Trey, I think you could do it, man. Maybe you and maybe you and I could get together. Still not loud enough. Still not fast enough. And we could put together something real good. Yeah. Um, okay, here we got one. Cray, you're a fucking pussy. I'm half tempted to drive <laughs> up there and line you the fuck out for not editing that shit out. You fucking played that shit-ass music for fuck's sake. And you, fat man, you fucking married-ass encyclopedia refrigerator. You stand by that fool, boys. I'm mad and disappointed in the both of yins. <laughs> I don't know what what are what did we play that that got that 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 raised this person's ire so uh I don't know what you're referencing. Like are you referencing the intro music on the last episode the Ann Hesh's butthole song? No. Oh. Uh perhaps I don't know. Write back and let us know what you're so mad about, but I'm I'm sorry we disappointed you. Yeah. We'll try not to again. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we got, uh, my girlfriend listens to cardiacs. There's at least one young person listening to them. Good. I don't know how old you are. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, so I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you're also a young person. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm 32 and my girlfriend listens to him. So that's one 16 year old listening. <laughs> well, I mean, she could be young, but right. 20 years legit. Old. Yeah. Like, yeah. An adult still. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. My, I I'm 55. My 20 year old girlfriend loves the cardiacs. Right. Sure. I'm 62. Yeah. My 18 and a half year old <laughs> girlfriend loves the cardiacs after she discovered them in my record collection. Yeah, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? 62 to 18 and a half is a little bit more of a, it's a little bit worse look because how did you facilitate <laughs> oh. that meeting? You know, you, you think, you think 62 to 18 and a half is a little egregious. It's a little egregious right. for sure. It doesn't seem, it doesn't 20 to 55 is like, it's big, it's big, but like both of them, both of them feel, um, unorganic in their own way exactly in that's, the same way that, that's <laughs> in a similar way i'll say yeah i i will that's that's the that's the big thing for me is just like well it, i'm sorry my old girlfriend your mother died <laughs> come on yeah. over and we can mourn her together yeah it's or it's yeah it's just like i i don't foresee a scenario in which that match can be made in a way that feels like there wasn't something weird happening. Oops, I'm 55. <laughs> I just dropped my wallet full of $100 bills. <laughs> I guess dating apps can facilitate that sort of thing. You know what I mean? And uh, is there, <laughs> if everybody's an adult and involved in the I, process, whatever. Saying, you know? Whatever, whatever you're down for, whatever, as yeah. long as everybody's on the up and up. Sure, yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that. 
both of those yeah. are um, they they reek of the same process. Yeah, for sure. It, it I'll just say it gives me pause. It yeah. it makes me think mm -hmm. like maybe you knew that person before they were of age. Right. You know what I mean? Which is always a bad look. Imagine imagine being like sixty. Uh, right. Yeah. And you've got a twenty year old girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if it is legit, sure. Like somehow, yeah, sure. You, right? you it really is organic, let's right? Say, somehow, right. yeah. Which is bizarre. It's bizarre and hard to imagine. Hard to believe, yeah. and depending on how you're looking at it, weird no matter what. Sure, right? How do you go out in public? Yeah, I don't know, man. What do you do? Yeah, I, I think you just, I think you just embrace it, right? I think you just like you have you go, to, man. right? You have to, or dre dress it up as something else, right? Or just not go out. In yeah, public. or just not go out in public. Yeah, like well. Uh, uh, you know, like we got to go out to eat. Uh -huh. What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's, you know, how are we going to do this? Well, the other thing is I can't, I just can't imagine like, I can't imagine being with somebody who like, not only are we in such different places in our lives, but also like their frontal lobe is still developing like, as like a really that, grown person. That's why, that's why I'm saying there's no way that like it, yeah. it's organic, right? I mean, but like, it's, it's just like, you know. Yeah. I or, guess you're probably just whiling away the time until you kick the bucket at that point. You know what I mean? You're just like, if I can get a good two, three years out of this, God bless, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so, uh, I don't, Oh, because that, that, that guy's very young girlfriend listened to the cardiac. Yeah, his his uh, his inappropriately, his inappropriately young, young girlfriend, girlfriend listens yeah. to the cardiac. This thirty-five-year-old man's fifteen-year-old girlfriend. This forty-nine-year-old man's yeah, eighteen just freshly, freshly eighteen-year-old girlfriend, girlfriend listens to the cardiac. That he knew because he was her teacher in high school. That he knew because he dated her mom, mm -hmm. but her mom died. Yeah, 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 for sure. And now he's also her legal guardian. Right. Um, she listens to the cardiacs. <laughs> so let's uh, let's wrap it up. I already told you how you can send in music. If you want to call, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep it a minute and a half or under, or shoot us a text about your underage girlfriend, and we will forward it to the police. Um, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all the content that we put up. Uh, your buddy Steve recently resubscribed to the Patreon. So what a thank nice you. guy. Thank Stand you, Steve. Guy. What a guy. Um, and uh, yeah, tell your friends about the show if you like it. Like I said, uh, like I always say, we don't advertise, barely even tell anybody about it. At this juncture, I don't even really post about it on the internet. It's outside of the forums in which people already know what we do. Uh, so, you know, be a be a good be a good lad and tell your friends do some free advertising for us there's nothing in it for you but uh we'll thank you from the bottom of our hearts and uh we'll catch you on the next one